You are listening to the Lads After God podcast, a podcast for ladies and lads who are adamant on following God and His ways in this modern world. I am your host, Blessing Mashulani, and I'm pleased to have you here. Greetings in the mighty name of Jesus. Welcome back to the Lads After God podcast. This is your boy blessing. I don't know if you can pick it up from my voice, but I'm so super excited and super stoked to just record this podcast episode. It's just been a week, but it feels like such a long time. And guys, I just hope you have been fine. You have been, if you're in South Africa or in Africa, we're dealing with winter. Yeah, I hope you've been nice and warm. I know. My friends in Europe and um, the Americas are uh, in summer right now. Hope you guys are keeping, you know, safe and cool. And uh, yeah, I'm so excited for today's episode. Before I even continue, guys, I just want to celebrate this milestone that we recently have reached 3,000 downloads, which is like 3,000 plays for the Let's After God podcast. Some might think, oh, it's just 3,000, man. Don't make a big deal out of it. But I'm just super humbled to just know that there are, you know, um, people out there who are benefiting from this podcast. And uh, I'm, I'm so grateful for each and every one of you guys, the support you have showed ever since the Let's After God podcast was formed. And yeah, it's been 12 months now. And thank you guys for, you know, your consistent support. So let's get right to the business of the day. What are we talking about today? Today, we just, we're going to talk about bouncing back from personal failure. Uh, if I rephrase this, I might say, you know, dealing with ethical, you know, ethical failure when we, when we fail with, you know, uh, our, in our personal walk with God, um, sometimes it can be, you know, in a professional sense where you make a mistake or you act unethically, how to just, um, deal with it, you know, and bounce back from it, not only deal with it, but bounce back from it. And, um, you know, bouncing back means, you know, uh, knowing better and doing better in the future. So we're going to be talking about that. The reason I'm, I want to talk about this specific, um, topic is because, you know, we, we, we are humans. Um, uh, when we get born again, we, we are not rated of our humanity and, uh, due to our humanity, we are prone to make mistakes. But thanks be to God, we know that. All our sins have been, you know, uh, uh, accounted for. And when Christ, you know, was on the cross, um, he died for, you know, all our slip-ups. But then we know that there's a challenge when it comes to how we deal with our own, you know, mistakes. Sometimes there can be a lot of condemnation on on our side. Sometimes it's even external where people around us, they, you know, point fingers at us and it can be, you know, something which is hard to deal with. So we're going to be talking about that, you know, how to bounce back from personal failure. So um, I'm going to mention two scenarios in the Bible. Um, the first scenario, it's regarding Adam and Eve. And the second scenario is regarding David. Um, with Adam and Eve, we know that um, they were given a commandment. They were told not to eat, you know, um, a certain tree in the garden. And uh, we know the story and they ended up, you know, breaking that law which they were given. And um, if you read Genesis chapter 3 verse 8, um, it, I'm going to read it in the New King James Version. 
It says, And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. So this is the reaction most of us, you know, we, we this is something that we do. Um, when we see that we have made a mistake, and if you read it, you know, the rest of the, you know, um, like in the beginning of the chapter, uh, after they committed the sin, they realized that they were naked. So that signifies shame. A lot of us, after doing, you know, something wrong, we feel so much shame that we want to hide our trespasses. So it, it's almost like a natural reaction for someone to want to hide your mistake, you know, try, you know, you try to, you know, you try to, you know, um, hide this, you know, as good as, as you possibly can. Maybe like you're like, maybe if people don't know, then maybe the sin will go away. But that doesn't solve the problem. And we know definitely that, you know, there's a song I, I used to love growing up. We used to sing it in, 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 in my primary school. It said, you cannot hide it from God. You may cover your sins that the world may not see, but you cannot hide it from God. So it was like that with Adam and Eve. When they realized that they made the sin, they, they, they tried to hide the sin. If you read it, if you read chapter 3, it will tell you that they even created these leaves. They tried to create, you know, clothes from the, for themselves with leaves, meaning that they tried to hide their shame. And did it work for them? No. They needed God's grace. They needed God's covering even then. So that's the first instance that I want to talk about, how... Every time we make a mistake, why do we want to deny the fact that, yes, we did make a, a mistake? If you read from, um, what's the chapter? If you read from First John chapter 1, verse 8, it says, if, if, you, if you say you, 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 you haven't seen it, let me, let me actually, let me not paraphrase it, let me just read it. First um, John chapter, chapter 1. Verse 8. I hope you guys have something to write on because I'll be sharing some scriptures with you which I think will be helpful with you to you, you know. So make sure that you have something to write these verses that I'll be sharing with you. First John chapter 1, verse 8. It says, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. So that's that's a lot, you know, that's something that a lot of us do. We try to hide and we try to hide, you know, our guilt from God instead of, you know, seeking his pardon, seeking his embrace. So that's the first instance that I want to mention. It's, it's the instance of, you know, um, of Adam and Eve that after, you know, their personal failure, what they did was try to hide from God, try to hide the shame. And how many times have we been guilty of this? That when we mess up, we try to hide our shame instead of running to God. And the second person I want to mention is actually Samson. Um, Samson is another person I want to mention. Um, what was his reaction to his own personal failure? Let's read from Judges chapter 16. Judges chapter 16, we will read verse 20. Judges chapter 16, verse 20. Um, we all know Samson's story. He was basically the strongest man in recorded history. And um, he, you know, um, married a Philistine woman, which was Delilah. And uh, we, we know how, you know, Delilah was, you know, 
almost like a spy of the Philistine armies and they tried, you know, to get her to find out from Samson where the, the, the root of his power was from. And, you know, Samson, you know, tried to, you know, make up stories, but it got to a point where he actually sold, you know, told, told, um, Delilah the, the truth about where his power came from. So we know, we know the story how Delilah actually cut Samson's hair. And when he, when she cut, you know, um, Samson's hair, God's presence, God's, you know, that power, that anointing left Samson. But there's something, something that Samson did. If you read John, I mean, Judges chapter 16, verse 20, it says, And she said, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. He awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as before at other times and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. This is something that a lot of us do. When we mess up, we try to continue in our walk as if nothing happened. We, we are ignorant. We try to, you know, be ignorant of our sin. We, we, we ignore the elephant in the room, which is the sin that we made. You know, like maybe if I ignore it, it will go away. And that's something that a lot of us do. And that's something that um, um, Samson did here. He, he was like, ah, man, I'll just do like I always do. He didn't even like imagine he got he, he probably had the longest hair and it was cut off from his head. But he was so ignorant of that, that he, you know, thought, ah, man, I will just, you know, act like I usually act and nothing, you know, will, will be wrong. So that's something that a lot of us do. We ignore the elephant in the room, which is our sin. We, 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 we just want to continue serving God as if nothing happened. We just want to continue just walking with God as if nothing happened. Imagine you are taking a journey with someone and yeah something happens and they end up you know doing you wrong and that person wants to continue just walking with you without confronting the issue without you know um talking to you about what happened that obviously can create a whole lot of friction and the journey won't be as nice as it, it could be and it should be so that's something that a lot of us do we we, we just try to just wipe our, wipe our mouths and continue with our sin. We heard about Adam and Eve who tried to hide the sin and now we're hearing about Samson who just wanted to ignore his sin. So these are two ways that a lot of us react after personal failure. We hide, we try to hide the shame of our failure and another thing that we do is that we try to ignore it as if when we ignore it, it will go away. But I'm going to mention two people from the Bible who we need to learn from, you know, I think we need to deal with our personal failure in this way. Um, the first person that I want to mention is David. If you read from the book of Psalm chapter 51, verse 4, Psalm chapter 51, verse 4, um, we, we know how um, David uh, committed this big sin of adultery, which, you know, created a you know snowball it created the snowball effect and he ended ended up conspiring to have Uriah the Hittite killed after sleeping with his his his, his wife and we, we we know how bad of a situation it was but if you read from Psalm chapter 51 verse 4 you can see 
you know, um, David's attitude towards his sin. He did not try to first hide the sin from God. And secondly, he didn't, he wasn't ignorant of the gravity of his sin towards God. Um, if you read from, from verse three, it says, for Psalm 51 verse three, it says, for I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Verse four says, against you and you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight. That you may be found, that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. He, like David, did not try to hide the fact that he was a sinner before God. He did not try to say, "Amen." I, you know, I was just human. You know, he didn't use his humanity as an excuse. He acknowledged that God, I have sinned against you, because the the word of God tells tells us that God detests detests sin. And, you know, um, David was not ignorant of that. He admitted to God that against you and you alone, I have sinned. And verse 3 tells us that he acknowledged his sin. He did not try to ignore his sin. He embraced it. He acknowledged it and said, yes, I have sinned against you, Lord. And it is against you alone that I have sinned. So this is something that we can learn from when, when we meet personal failure. Let us not try to, you know, um, let us not try to ignore the problem. You know, let us not try to just ignore the problem away. Let us not try to hide our failure, but let us admit it, you know. Let us, you know, be people who, you know, are open enough and transparent enough and humble enough to just need God's pardon and acknowledge our sin before God and say, Lord, it is against you and you alone that I have sinned. And then there's another example that I want us to learn from in the Bible. When you read from Luke chapter 15, verse 11 to 32, um, this is the story of the prodigal son or the lost son. Um, we know the story about how he asked his father for all his, you know, inheritance and everything. And he went, you know, and squandered all his wealth. But one thing that um, I like about the prodigal son he got to a point where he said, he said to, 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 to himself that I am eating with pigs. Like he was, you know, um, if you read from verse 17, it says, but when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and I will say to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. This this tells us that there was a change of mind. This this is what is is, is actually repentance. You know, he, he was moving in a certain direction and he got to a point where he thought to himself, you know what, what I'm doing is wrong and now I need to go back i need to, you know i need to turn back from the way i'm living i'm living like you know uh, uh, a hobo he was basically living like a hobo whereas he admitted to himself that in his father's house there are so many rooms for the servants and everything so he was like you know what i need to turn back and go home so this signifies repentance you know we 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 we, we when when we meet you know a uh, personal failure 
that the, 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 another thing we need to admit, the first thing we need to do is admit our 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 you know failure and we need to you know ask for God's forgiveness for, for our failure but then we need to repent repenting means turning away from you know the the mistakes that we used to do we cannot you know it's, it's one thing just to ask for forgiveness and then continue doing the same thing that you were forgiven you know for we need to turn turn away from the sin that we are guilty for from the failure that we are guilty for so this is something that i just want to bring to light that you know it's not enough just to you know um, ask for forgiveness it's not enough just to acknowledge the sin it's not enough just to you know um have you know to to do to, to to ask for god's pardon we need to get to a point in our walk with god where we turn away from our sin and say i will not do this anymore i will go to my father's house you know turn away from you know the old lifestyles the old habits and just move forward to god and sometimes we 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 just go around in circles where we are at this point where we constantly in our walk with god we are you know confessing this one sin one sin one sin to god but we are not moving forward and repenting so i just want you to tell you that i just want to tell you that we need to move a little step further at this time and repent and turn away from the sins that we are doing so i just want to leave you with four points i think there are four or three points of which you know truths to cling on to when you are confronted by the scale of our, when we're confronted by the scales or the gravity of our mistakes um i want you to know that the first thing i want you to know i think i've mentioned it already is from first first john chapter one um verse um eight and nine the verse eight tells us that you know if we say we have not sinned we lie to ourselves and the truth is not in us but in verse 9 continues to say if we confess our sins he is he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness when we confess our sins to god he is able to remove the guilt he is able to remove the stain of our sin and he leaves us in a state which is even better than before we sinned so like the bible says in romans chapter 8 everything works together for good for all that are in christ and are called according to his purpose meaning that god can use your mistake god can use your personal failure to glorify him to it can work for your good if you abide in god and actually confess your sin to god and the second thing i want you to realize is that the nature of your sin does not stop god from forgiving you sometimes we look at the gravity of our sin we look at the scale of our sin and say this is such a big sin and i've been sitting for such a long time that i don't believe that god is able to forgive me from this failure or this sin but i want you to realize that isaiah chapter 1 verse 18 it's a reminder to us god's promise to us it says though your sins are like scarlet they shall be as white as snow they though they are red like crimson they shall be as wool meaning that do not look at the size of your your sin and say you know what god won't forgive me i want you to realize that god's love for you is bigger than you know the universe itself his love for you is you know indescribable it is in, unmeasurable it's it's a love that never ends so i just want you to realize that he he is loving enough he's you know faithful enough to cleanse us from all unrighteousness when we confess to him does not matter the, the scale of the sin 
when when you you acknowledge your sin like david does in psalm chapter 51 verse 4 and say you know he if you read the, the rest of that chapter he says lord create in me a new heart you can say that to god today and say god creating me a new heart and create a steadfast spirit in me that's something that you can say to god and say god help me and he's just and he's faithful and he will help you and he will deliver you from habitual sin he can deliver you from you know ethical failure he can deliver you from you know um those you know those, those you know evil thoughts that creep into your mind he can deliver you from vanity he can deliver you from you know every sin which even some people might not even know that you're struggling with he is able to deliver you from those type of things and i want you to know that your mistake or your personal failure it is not your identity do not identify yourself with your sin the world will always remind you of your sin the bible tells us that the, the devil is the accuser of the saints day and night he is accusing us he's you know um you know always he wants to bring up the past you know our past errors our past mistakes to god but i want you to know that we have a mediator we have you know we, we have jesus christ who has you know paid the debt of our sins and we know that it says in psalm chapter 100 103 verse 12 it says as far as the east is from the west so far has he removed our transgressions from us can you think you know you know this 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 like this symbolism is just so beautiful think about how far the east is from the west you can't even think about that because where where would you say the east begins or the west begins you know it says that's how far has that, that that's how far god has removed our transgressions from us so i want you to know that your transgression is not your identity even when the accuser tries to remind you of your sin even when the accuser will try to say ah oh, is it you who's preaching today don't you remember that a year ago you did this is it you who's saying this don't you remember that you were struggling with this sin is it you who it is through christ that we are qualified not by our own works it is by our faith in christ that we are saved so i just want you to realize and it is by his grace alone that we are saved so I just want you to realize that, that as far as the East is from the West, so far have your transgressions been removed from you. So the last one I want you to, 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 to realize, it's from Romans chapter 8, verse 1. This one, I just it's, it's a, it's a well-known verse, but I just want to quote it as it is. It says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. This is what we talked about, about having a change of mind, having a change of walk. In our sinful state, we were walking according to our flesh and not according to the spirit. But upon, you know, Christ, you know, redeeming us, we now walk according to the spirit and not according to the flesh. So if you walk, if you change your walk, know that you are not condemned. We, we know that when, whenever whenever jesus christ in his ministry whenever he healed someone whenever he performed a miracle for someone he would say to them go and sin no more so even with us we, we have received this free gift of salvation now our works should now um you know represent what has been done in our lives so we should walk and we should we should go and sin no more 
And I want you to realize that yes, we are human. Yes, we are as humans, we are prone to error. We are prone to mistakes. I want you to realize that there is therefore now no condemnation. Christ has paid the debt of all sin. So even when you are confronted with your own mistakes, even when sometimes you might err on the way, even sometimes where you might not say, you know, the most wholesome of words, I want you to realize that there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. Lad after God, lady after God, I want you to realize this, that in Christ we have a mediator. He always pleads our case and it is through his blood alone that we are made just. It is through him that we are justified and we are continually being sanctified and upon his return we shall be glorified as we see him in the sky and we will be raptured and we, we shall be like him. We shall be transformed and we shall be like him. So I want you to cling to this hope that Christ has paid the debt of my personal you know, failure. He has paid the debt of my you know, uh, you know, mistakes. I know some mistakes, you know, the world will tell you that there are certain mistakes which are costly. But I want to tell you that the, the, the value of Christ's sacrifice on the cross, it is enough to pay for each and every, you know, um, debt or sin that you might think about. So I want you to cling on this hope today. Maybe you're listening to this and have not accepted this free gift of salvation. I want you to realize that Jesus loves you. He loved you so much that... He bore the price or the weight or the, the weight of um, punishment which was supposed to befall you because of your sinful nature. He bore it on the cross and he imputed upon us his righteousness. If you receive him, he will give you his righteousness. He lived us in and he will give you his righteousness so that when God sees you, what he sees will be what Christ's righteousness in you. So I want you to accept this gift of salvation today and say lord come into my life and be like david and say lord against you and you alone have i sinned and acknowledge your your sin do not try to hide your sin unto god run to god instead go to him and say god i have sinned against you be like the prodigal son and say in my father's house there are so many rooms that even the servants have choice food and everything Go and say, go back to your father's house and say, Lord, I am returning. I am running back to you. Please receive me. And he will not cast you away. This is the message that I want to share with you today. That in Christ there is forgiveness. In Christ there is pardon. Yes, we do make mistakes. But in Christ, the debt has been paid. There is therefore now no more condemnation to those who are in Christ. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Lads After God podcast. To get in touch, do follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram by searching for Lads After God. We are looking forward to hearing from you soon.